All right, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pride Boss. We have a wonderful guest today, Rachel Cavello. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for coming. And for those of you listening, Rachel is an award-winning entrepreneur, speaker, author, diversity consultant, photographer, and also an LGBT nonprofit leader here in the Tampa Bay area. So thanks so much for being here. Super excited to talk to you. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about your journey. What made you move to Florida? So um, you had mentioned the LGBT nonprofit um, title. I actually was a, the founder and president of an LGBT nonprofit up in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. for about three years. Um, I believe we, I had started in about 2014 and ran that for three years. Love the work I did. I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia and it was an area that didn't have a lot of LGBT support. You know, you get that more in the city and not so much in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So we, um, with, along with a group of great women, I created this organization um, and it changed leadership over the years. So it's a lot more diverse now than I think it was when we first started. A lot of learning curves for me as well. Um, and it's now been, it, it continues, it's still running up north, but Um, around 20, end of 2016, uh, life started changing for me, um, uh, in a past relationship. We, I moved down to Florida, um, originally as a part-timer, quote unquote snowbird, um, but decided to make Florida my home. And, um, it was kind of a pivotal point for me in my life. And when I came down to Florida, I had already started working with a company up in Pennsylvania to help roll out an LGBT news platform in a way Mm -hmm. and it was not a good fit at the time and so when i came down here i decided to do something similar on my own um where i could really focus on supporting the community and giving back as much as i could versus just on you know the bottom dollar bottom line so um that's essentially where outco started was it was around it was the beginning of 2017 and it was a way for me to help support the community we originally started as a kind of a, a platform that shared the LGBT stories of the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. And now we are, um, we've shifted more travel focused over the past year or two. And we are in the process um, of launching our new statewide platform, which will be the go-to platform for anyone visiting Florida, celebrating an event in Florida or um, moving to Florida uh, in the LGBT community. So Super excited, lots of work to do, but hoping to launch mid, mid-June at the latest. Nice. And I have to say, I love your promo. I think it, I saw it floating around on Facebook a couple of weeks ago and I was like, this is so cool. It's like a travel channel, but for the LGBTQ community. And so um, it looks really, really exciting and I can't wait to see when it launches. Thank you. Yeah. And our, our primary um, platform is our online website, which is mm-hmm. outpost.com. Um, not to be confused with Outcast, I get that a lot. Um, we are out, we are out Outcast, but we live on the outco- <laughs> we're out, we're Outcoast. Um, so that the website is really the key platform and the key information channel for people. But we we've started to do a little bit more YouTube video interviews. Mm-hmm. Similar, we we started to do Zoom, but I think we're going to be moving to a different platform soon. But it's a, you know for people who don't want to read articles, it's just another medium for people to get content and be entertained and learn more about everything that Florida has to offer both LGBT and, you know, not LGBT because not all, no, not all gay people want to do gay things. So, um, you know, we like to have a nice mix of everything on there. 
Very true. And you know, you bring up a good point. You know, so many things are going digital, right? Everybody, especially since COVID has happened, there's a lot of focus on everything virtual. So, um, you know, with you launching Outcoast and kind of promoting the, you know, travel, um, you know, to do and travel things to do in this area, like how does that have been affected by COVID and how are you guys approaching that? Well, it's been an interesting year. Um, Outcoast.com has been around, like I said, since early 2016. Um, and we had been planning this year in 2020 to relaunch the platform statewide um, or launch it statewide, but it's a relaunch of the same brand, just a bigger version of it. And mm-hmm. January and February were amazing because we started getting, you know, three years is really what it takes for a digital magazine to really earn respect and following. And that's usually around the point you start really getting great sponsors on board and building that platform and the, the funds for it. And that's what was happening in January and February. Mm-hmm. And then especially with hotels and travel focused groups. But of course, COVID happened and all funding was pretty much stopped, um, which it was kind of like, you, you know, you get to that three year mark, you start doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're back to square one. Right. Fortunately, yeah, I mean, fortunately, the content, we have a ton of content on there. I mean, we have hundreds of articles on there. So it's not like we're starting over again. Um, we're having to be a little bit more creative with how we get sponsors. We we are very fortunate that we've had a few sponsors that have stuck with us or they paid ahead of time. And it's really helped fund our platform. So we do as much as we can for them, like Savvy Mortgage, Palmer Properties, um, a, a few different realtors, Pia Hiotis, um, you know, there are several different partners who have stepped up. And then like the Billmar Resort in St. Pete, um, the uh, Don Cesar, these are all great partners of ours that mm-hmm. are continuing to work with us, even though financially it's a challenging time for all. So we're, so it's been difficult, but I see, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. And um, I think the other focus too, is we are focusing a little bit more on statewide travel, whereas Typically, we might have focused more on marketing our content outside of the state. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at, okay, how can we work with local Florida CVBs or Convention Visitors Bureaus to have them put dollars behind us so we can help people, you know, travel from Miami to St. Pete or St. Pete to St. Augustine or kind of more road trips. Because I think a lot of these uh, visitors bureaus are seeing a lot more road trips in the future for at least the immediate future. Right, right. And with the gas being so cheap, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's fantastic. So what do you what what do you think about so somebody who's maybe coming up in a position similar to yours, maybe has a um kind of a passion for what you guys do and what you do without coast, what would you say to them? Do you have any advice for them um trying to start up something like this? I guess my number one is it's a ton of work. I mean, it's, I don't think I even realized how many hours go into the content and it's not just factoring the time. I mean, I, when I started, I tried to do everything mm-hmm. and I think that was the biggest mistake. Um, I tried to be the writer. I tried to be the salesperson. I tried to be the web designer. I tried to be, you know, the editor, everything. Um, and what I, what I've learned over the last three years is that my strength is really sales and networking. So if I can bring on, and it's not that I'm not a good writer, it's just time consuming. Um, and it can really eat away at all the time where I could be out selling. So if you, you know, if I'm spending hours writing, I can't sell. So if I have other people that are doing the writing, um, which is usually what I do, and then I might write a few key articles for certain marketing partners. Um, that's really what I've learned is know your strengths. Start, start from day one at knowing what your strengths are and the things that you can hire people to do, do. 
Um, cause if you can go out and sell a sponsorship or, you know, get, make a sale, then you have the money to pay the writers. Whereas if you're spending your time writing, you don't have the money to pay a salesperson or, you know what I mean? It's kind of right. it work that way. So, um, so that's probably my number one advice. And then number two would be make sure that the content is focused on the reader and not the sponsor. Um, and sponsors may not always like to hear that, but if I have an article that's all about a sponsor of mine, it's probably not going to be read that much. But mm -hmm. if I have an article that's really speaking to the, the, the list, the reader or a video, or like you do podcasts, you know, someone has a podcast and it's speaking to the, the listener and you can slip in sponsor comments or give shout outs to sponsors. It's so much more effective and both good for the sponsor as well as the number of people that are visiting and listening to your platform. So yeah. those are probably the two biggest things I would give advice on and do differently and have a plan C, B, D, E. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And, you know, I'm a newbie to podcasting as well. This is something that also kind of just kind of came out of COVID like, Hey, mm -hmm. we have so many businesses that are struggling and the visibility is not there. Like how can we get some, you know, energy and some, some noise going. And um, I totally get what you're saying, you know, about just making sure that you have the right type of content. I've seen some others that I'm trying to learn from. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're going through their Instagram stories. You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't fit. But then you're like, oh, yeah. well, it's sponsored. But like you said, there's a balance to everything. So, and, and, you know, folk, there's also, you have to focus on your niche, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm, I definitely, by saying I'm more travel focused, it's definitely helped narrow down my platform and it's easier for me to speak to potential sponsors. Um, you know, if you're too broad, it's harder to really focus on what is going to make you so successful. Um, so, and, and sometimes you have to turn away sponsors too, that aren't a right fit for your platform. Um, you know, it's easy in the beginning to want to take anyone that comes along and take whatever dollar is thrown your way. But if it's not a good fit for the platform, it winds up creating more headaches than it's worth. Um, and also make sure you're representing your, your entire community of that niche. So, you know, if my niche is LGBT travel, well, there's a lot of different demographics under the LGBT mm -hmm identity, not just in the letters, but in race and religion and all sorts of aspects. So we need to make sure we're also addressing, creating content that helps all of those different types of people who are coming to the area. Okay, Rachel, I have one more question for you. I actually saw this. Um, it was on a, like an excerpt from another interview you did, and it said that um, you have a puppy a cat and six chickens. So I was wondering how that's going for you. Well, we now have two dogs, a cat and five chickens, sadly. Um, oh. but, and we have some giant goldfish um, as well. My, my wife has always been an animal lover. And I think I too have become an animal lover never in my life that I think I'd be like walking over and picking up a chicken to pet. I mean, that's just kind of so random. Um, but I love it because we get fresh eggs every day. Uh, and and I'm, I love cats and dogs and people are like, well, I'm a cat person or I'm a dog person. I'm kind of torn, but I think it's because my cat's really awesome. Like everybody loves my cat. They all want to steal her. Oh, she's, she's very friendly. Um, and my dogs are also amazing. So I'm kind of a cat and dog person combined. Hey, that's perfect. That's a perfect balance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we have a great yard for animals. So it's, it's nice to be in St. Pete and have some land. It's not always the case around here. 
That's very true. Um, yeah, I love St. Pete. And it's funny that you said that about the chickens because I'm pretty sure my neighbors have also bought chickens um, during this period. Yeah, I can hear them in the mornings, but I'm like, it's such a great idea because it's one less thing to buy at the grocery store. So right, you are trending. <laughs> I was. And right when COVID started, I mean, I've, I had so many friends reach out and say, hey, do you guys have eggs? We'll buy eggs from you. Um, we gave some eggs away. I don't usually charge friends for eggs. I mean, if that's if I'm nice at the point, I think in my life, if I'm at the point where I have to charge you $4 or $5 for an egg carton, I've got other issues to work on <laughs> and probably shouldn't be running my own business. Um, but you know, I, I love having something like that. You can give to friends or enjoy yourself. And there's no, there's a huge difference between store-bought eggs and fresh eggs, um, right from your backyard. So well, I feel inspired now. I feel like I need to go get some chickens. So I may do this. <laughs> I keep telling my wife to run a class on how to raise chickens. She, I, I'm hoping I can get her to do that at some point because we've had so many people ask. That's so funny. It could be a new, it could be a new uh, series for, it could be outcoast uh, farming or something like right, that. Right, <laughs> outcoast goes to the farm. <laughs> South St. Pete Farm. I think it would be a hit, honestly. <laughs> I I think so too. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for hanging with us, Rachel. We really Absolutely. do appreciate it. And um, where can we find you online? So the best way to, first of all, please visit outcoast.com. And again, it's O-U-T-C-O-A-S-T.com. Um, as for me, if you have any questions or if there's anyone out there that wants to get more involved with our platform um, in any way, my email is rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at outcoast.com. So follow us there. And then on Instagram and everything, I believe we're outcoast with an F-L at the end for Florida. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting with you soon down the road. That sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 